Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to Yo Quiero Dinero. This is your host, Janice, and you're listening to episode 116, How to Invest for Financial Independence with Nora Davila of Inversionista Gal. Nora is a podcaster, educator, scientist, engineer, PhD, and investor. She helps Latinas in their journeys to reach financial independence, teaching them about investing in real estate and the stock market through her online school, Inversionista Gal Academy. She's also the host of the Spanish language Inversionista Gal podcast, where you can find inspiration in your path to achieving financial independence. In this episode, Nora and I talk about what she learned about money growing up, the career path she chose and what her journey looked like to get there, how she got her PhD for free, how she went from learning about retirement accounts to learning about financial independence, and her best advice for someone who is ready to start investing or pursuing financial independence. So if you've ever wanted to pursue financial independence, learn how to invest in the stock market so that you can retire early, or maybe just take a break from your career and not feel pressured to be working till you're 65, 
Do not change the channel, y'all. You're going to learn a lot during this episode. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Nora, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Janice. I'm so happy to be here today with you. Thank you very much for your invitation. Absolutely. I would love for you to start off by introducing yourself to the audience so we can find out a little bit more about you before we get into why you're pursuing financial independence, which is something that I am obsessed with. So I'm Nora Noraika Davila. For those who don't know me, I'm a financial educator, but <laughs> I'm an engineer by training and I'm an electrical engineer. Currently, I work as a scientist. Right now, I'm doing financial education. I'm a podcaster. I'm a course creator. And I'm just up for teaching Latinas about financial independence in Spanish. That's my mission right now. I love it. So where did you grow up? And tell us kind of your money story. What did you learn about el dinero growing up? Oh, I love this question, Janice, <laughs> because it's something that you don't realize until now. Like when you're an adult, it's like, what am I coming from? And mm -hmm. this is such like a powerful kind of evaluation. So I grew up in Puerto Rico. I went there to school. I was uh, raised by my mom, my dad, and I have one uh, sibling. My relationship with money, I was like... Now I know this is so normal, right? Like I have the both sides of my parents, like the very saving person, like thinking about the future, which was my mom, and then the spending person. So I was in the middle of both of them. <laughs> What I learned, I just grew up learning about the importance of saving money. And at that time, it was just to save for the future. My mom used to say this very often is, Para las vacas flacas. I don't know if there is a translation <laughs> in English. Have you heard that before? For the skinny cows. Yeah. Have, have I've heard never that heard that before. That. It was no. so weird. It's like, see, sí, porque uh, vacas gordas, but there is a time that is going to come with the cows are going to be skinny. I'm like, what does that mean? That means like, say, like <laughs> if you're doing okay today, like you need to save for those hard times that are coming. Yeah. So it didn't make sense. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> but, but I grew up with that, right? I, like I learned that and it's kind of like interesting. Like my mom always said, oh, Nora learned how to save. And then uh, my, my little brother was the opposite. Like he learned from my dad. So mm -hmm. it's like I'm coming from that kind of childhood, but it was great. I had amazing parents. We were, you know, middle, a middle class family grown up. 
So it was good, but I just grew up with that mentality. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think so many of us can relate to this. My parents are the exact same way, except my mom is the spender, my dad is the saver, and both of them, I saw them kind of sometimes be at odds with where the money should be going. And so you get like these mixed messages, right? And you don't necessarily know what's the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm actually kind of grateful for that because right now I'm all like, oh, I want to invest all my money. I want to save my money. But then I have my dad like, oh, Nora, just have fun. Just like you said, like money's <laughs> to use it. So I'm like, so yeah. sometimes that's helpful because yeah. we, we cannot forget to enjoy the journey. And that's yeah, kind absolutely. Of and you work very hard for your money. You should enjoy some of it. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about your career. So you mentioned you're an electrical engineer and now you're living in California, right? So where did you go to school? What made you want to pursue that career and how did you end up in California? Yes, so I went to engineering school in Puerto Rico, University of Mayagüez. If someone is listening, it's one of the well-known universities in the island. So I did my electrical engineering bachelor over there. But in the last year, I decided to do a certification in material science. So with electrical engineering, material science, then at that point, I had to make the decision, okay, do I want to go to the workforce? I think I have maybe three offers then because something that I did very intentional is that every summer I wanted to do an internship. <laughs> so I came to the mainland, do an internship in every different area. I'm saying I did it intentional because only one reason, not because I was knowing what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I only knew that my first summer in college, I did a class and I hated <laughs> I hated taking a summer class. It was like a 7.30 class. Oh my gosh. And that was like a programming class. So my whole summer was that. So I promised myself I'm not going to take any class any summer. So every summer I was spending going to an university or going to a different company to do an internship. Mm -hmm. So after that, I decided because of that experience, I decided to go to grad school. Then I go to grad school. I end up going to Michigan for my doctorate and after that, because it was so cold, I want to finish so soon my, my doctorate. So I was able to complete that program in four years, but I feel like I didn't get like the whole thing I wanted out of it. So I wanted to do a postdoc. So my goal was to be an educator. Like I always had this feeling that I want to teach that kind of like teacher education feeling. <laughs> so I said, okay, I want to teach. So I need a postdoc. And in my search for a postdoc, I end up here in Silicon Valley doing a postdoc in the industry. Okay. And that's how I got started in my career as a postdoc. And over there, I was learning. I'm going to jump a little bit here. But then as a postdoc, I had few benefits, but I didn't have retirement account. Mm. And then I learned, oh my gosh, this thing called 401k and I don't have it. And that pushed me to look for a job when I can find this benefit. Got it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such an interesting it's, story. It's like summarized here. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. So you are doctora. Yes. yes. I love it. Oh my God. Congratulations. No, 
Nobody calls me that, so no. Well, I'm going to because, girl, you earned it, okay? We are going to give you all the respect that you deserve, and that's amazing because there's so few of us that pursue that level of education. So, you know, just the fact that you had the confidence to pursue that is amazing, and congratulations to you. Okay, so you find out about this 401k, and you're just like, okay, I need this in my life. I'm going to find a job. So tell me how you went from learning about retirement accounts to then learning about financial independence, right? Because now that's something that you're actually teaching about in Espanol, which is like unheard of. Nobody talks about this stuff in our communities <laughs> in general, y menos más en español. So mm -hmm. tell me about that. Sí, sí. So it might look like it was a straight line journey, but it wasn't. It was just a lot of struggle. First of all, when I had this postdoc, I was having like a full employee salary, but not all the benefits. So that kind of feel normal. But I'm so grateful, actually, like all my education, I was able to have fellowships. So I did a calculation once, I think maybe like 200K in, in fellowships to get all my degrees. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. First of all, for anybody who doesn't know, what is a fellowship? Okay. So a fellowship is a financial assistance program that you get to pursue your uh, studies. Okay. So you yeah. got $200,000 to go towards your education. Yeah, alone oh all God. my journey. <laughs> As an undergrad, I was able to get one for merit. It was kind of a Bryson Wireless. They just wanted me to work for them for a summer. So that was kind of the deal. But they funded four years of my bachelor. Wow. And then for my doctorate, I received full fellowship from the university. It was a five-year fellowship. And I only used four of those. So they were actually happy that, that I saved them money. <laughs> so, so you were able to graduate with no student loans? Yes. Wow. And that's also something that I'm talking, you know, from the side of privilege that I was able to do that. I know it's hard, but at the same time, everyone can do it, especially if you're a Latina. Yeah, so many that's opportunities. What I was say. Yeah. yeah. So how did you find out about these opportunities? So my first year of college, I didn't qualify for any scholarship mm -hmm. because family reason, my dad retired, like things like that. I didn't qualify financially, but I wanted a fellowship. You know, I'm in college. I want to buy my own thing. I, I wanted to be, you know, independent there. <laughs> so I went to the financial office and I told them and then they told me, Nora, you don't qualify. And I'm like, OK, what do I need to do? I don't know what something happened in that conversation. So they gave me a few options. I wrote a few essays. And then I think maybe a month later, they called me and they said, we have this for you. They pick you up. And that was like a whole kind of the light in the tunnel. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so let's go back to the first time you find out about FIRE. So you're investing and you're getting employee salary, you said, but you're not getting all of the benefits. Exactly. So I'm there as a postdoc doing the research of my dreams. It was great research. So I'm getting all this money because I moved to Silicon Valley. I was living in a tiny house. I was living with my husband when I can. It was a house. I'm so grateful. I was not living in a garage with like other people do or other places. So it was a tiny house. And over there, I was always looking for ideas like how to organize. And then I discovered minimalism. 
And then I was implementing minimalism. And at the same time, I was reading blogs about Mr. Money Mustache. And that's how I started reading about finance. Got it. And it just happened. Like, I don't know how it happens in the timeline. It's some reading. Then I learned my money in the savings account. It losing money. And then I'm obsessed with investing. It's like, I'm losing money. I have to invest. You know, yeah, engineer's mind is like, there is a problem. Like, go there, fix it. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm ready living below my means, kind of, because I was living in this tiny house. And then at the same time, because you're living below your means, you're saving more money. And then that savings account is growing. But I had no plans for it. Like at this point, what I learned is to save money for the backers flaggers. So like I have no plan for it. Right. So that's when I started doing the kind of investing path. Okay. So where did you actually start? Did you start with your 401k or did you start with a brokerage account? What was your plan? Yeah. So uh, this is one of my biggest mistakes. I went to the financial advisor and I said, you know what? I have all this money. I want to invest it because I'm losing. So yeah, here, take it. Help me out. <laughs> so Uh-oh. yeah, that's what happened because it was considerably, you know, a large amount. We decided to do a dollar cost average rather than invest the lump sum at once. We divided in three and we were going to invest that over the course of a year. So that was kind of our strategy because I'm coming in, you know, very conservative, like I don't want to lose this money, you know. So that was the strategy. And I basically gave her the money. It was managed by her, you know, 1%. But I didn't know at that time to me was like, wow, this is a deal, <laughs> right? So when I did that, I started getting at that time, I didn't have paperless. So I was getting in the mail all the buys or the sales, like all the transaction, like this manager was doing. And it made me anxious because I didn't know what was happening with my money. And that's when my journey started, like learning how to invest. So where did you actually start as far as teaching yourself? How did you go about that process, right? So you were first introduced to this idea of fire through like Mr. Money Mustache. And then it's a matter of understanding what the hell they're talking about when they're talking about index fund investing and IRAs and all that stuff. So what was your process for teaching yourself? Yes. So I was reading blogs, like reading the blogs, like you're starting one, then you end up in another post. And <laughs> oh my gosh, like you get basically like lost in that. Yeah. And I actually learned a lot uh, for a friend. Actually, this is a friend's friends. I believe you interview both of them in your podcast. <laughs> so college money, Chica, uh-huh. daddy, we were roommates in Maya West. During oh college. my gosh, that's so funny. Yes. And she's friend of Mabel Nunez, girls on the money. So they're yep. friends, right? So because of Jari kind of told me about girls on the money, that was one of the point like, oh, she's doing it. She's teaching how to do it. She started a Facebook group. So I joined that group very early and we were talking, you know, about investing, individual stock. And I think that was key. And I told Mabel so many times, like, thank you, Mabel, because that was key for me to perder el miedo. So that was like the first time, like, yes, I have that money with my advisor, but this is me 
like the scare girl, <laughs> like putting, buying my first stock and it was $50. I remember it was a $50 that I invested by myself and I was kind of like jumping. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> like I was nervous and happy. I don't know how many cents it dropped. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it dropped three cents. <laughs> but I think that was the thing that helped me overcome my fear. And then after that, I start reading more books, learning a lot more about financial independence. I started listening more podcasts and I will say that's how it all kind of, it just started. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you think it was important for you to find a Latina who was talking about this? Do you feel like it would have been a different journey for you if it was somebody who was maybe not someone that you could relate to? That's a great question, because in this case, it was like someone that know her, that know her, it yeah. would kind of gives you a little bit of confidence. Mm -hmm. That makes Rather sense. like she did it. Um, yeah, like she knows this. Oh, yeah. Kind of. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say yes. Okay. So what account did you buy this first stock in? What did you do? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Oh, so I had a self-managed brokerage account. Okay. And that's how I started. After that, I started doing a lot of individual stock investing. Yes, 
I will That's say that. That's very risky for like a beginner. I know. I, I'm going to say, yeah, that was my <laughs> second big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I was investing for maybe six months, maybe more in individual stocks. I was researching, you know, I was doing a fundamental analysis, but then every three months I was looking at the quarter reports. Janice, it was exhausting. Yeah, that's so much work. <laughs> like, like at that point, I'm like, well, maybe it's worth it pay this advisor to do it if I'm doing the same stuff. Right. But then I started listening to more podcasts. Then I started listening about index funds. Then I was reading Simple Path to Wealth. Then I start shifting kind of my topic of research. Then I was more into financial independence, how people are doing it. How do you do it the lazy way, you know? And <laughs> yeah. that's how when I learn about index funds, when I learn about, you know, ETF, then I switch my whole investing strategy. I kind of like, I'm not doing individual stocks anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I had the same experience too. And I actually started opposite. So I was doing a lot of index fund investing. And then you get people on social media that are like, oh my God, go invest in Tesla, go and buy like, you know, all these stocks, you're going to make so much more money. And I did that. And I just found that like, first of all, the ups and the downs, that's not for me. Like, I just want my money to continuously grow. I don't want to have to pick the winning stock. I just want all of them and just letting them do what they're going to do because I have too many other things to be worried about, like if I'm buying a good stock. So exactly. You know, that's the thing. I feel like so many of us feel like we have to become experts in the stock market. And it's like, no, just do what people have already been doing forever and read books like The Simple Path to Wealth. Mm -hmm. And you'll realize like it's not as complicated as people would make you think that it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think for the individual stocks perspective, I was a little bit biased. Like there is something I forgot in the story. Like before I bought that uh, $50 stuff, before I do it myself, my husband was already investing and he was picking uh. stocks without doing any research. Like I was doing the analysis, <laughs> I was doing the education. He was picking stocks randomly. He did so well. He picked the FANG pretty much yeah. stocks at that time. And he did so well. That helps us a lot to put up together the down payment for our house. Oh, wow. So it's like he did so well in these individual stocks. And then the first person I'm teaching, like I'm learning from is also teaching individual stocks. So to me, that was the only way. Mm -hmm. So like I lose all the perspective, but the person that is listening to you know your story and now knows that this is not the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you just want to be stressed out all the time, you know, mm -hmm. if, if that's what you enjoy. <laughs> okay. So you find about index funds and you realize, okay, this is the path that I want to take. So what has your FIRE journey looked like? How much of a percentage are you contributing to your accounts? How many types of accounts do you have? And what is your ultimate FIRE goal? Oh, wow. Okay. So many questions. Well, let's start one at a time. <laughs> okay. So I was learning to invest. I was investing. And then there is this time when I finally read, you know, I'm doing... I always get a budget, right? So after my emergency fund, everything else goes to investing. But it was going okay, but I feel we were spending so much money until I read the book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. 
from Summit City. And this is the first time that I listened to him in a podcast. And then I was like, okay, I want to do this, like automatic, like my rich life. I know there are things I'm spending there or not. So I feel like that was the first step towards my fire. Before reading that book, like I don't have any automatization, like my husband was not on board, like I gave that book to him, he didn't read it, so I bought him the audiobook, <laughs> and he finally listened to it. <laughs> so I feel like I was by myself, you know, with all this plan, but then once he joined, like we joined forces, and then we finally calculated our, you know, FI number, and that type of things. So that's what when things finally got like into motion. So what accounts are you using to pursue financial independence? Are you using IRAs, 401ks, all that? Yes. Currently, and this is something that I also learned on the way, like I was using my 401k, I, I had my regular brokerage. Then at that time I, I had my IRA, uh, Roth IRA. These days I started doing actually two years ago, backdoor Roth IRA. And last year, I started doing the strategy, Mega Backdoor Roth IRA. So I started that new kind of accounts. I will call them new accounts <laughs> last year. Okay. Do you work with any type of financial professional to do those types of things? Or do you handle the Mega Backdoor Roth by yourself? Yes. I'm a nerd, financial nerd. <laughs> so I read so much on this. You know how many like things I read before implementing these strategies? I consulted a CPA. <laughs> I consulted CPA, you know, to make sure I'm not doing anything crazy. I call. So I, I actually called, for example, to implement my backdoor uh, Roth IRA strategy. I had to call my 401k plan. So those people, they were very helpful. So I call them, they actually, sometimes they try to scare you a little bit. Are you sure? You know what you're doing? I'm like, yes. And I remember the first time I called, I'm like, okay, I will call you back. So I hang up. <laughs> I have to read the thing again. I have to listen again to a few podcasts to make sure like I knew. And then I call again and I'm like, yes, I'm sure. So that was kind of a few obstacles I found on there. And last year, I talked with a financial planner, like a CFP, kind of like a consult. And because yeah. I want to, I started doing that mega backdoor strategy and I wanted to make sure I was doing everything correctly. So yeah, it mm -hmm. was very helpful to maybe have someone that is like, you're doing this, like how you're supposed It's important because <laughs> yeah. you're doing like the next level things. I love that. And I think that's great advice. Now, what does your actual fire journey look like? Are you going to stay in California because it's so expensive to live there? Or do you have plans to go back to Puerto Rico? What does fire look like for you? Yes, to me, fire is more about the financial independence and less about retire early. <laughs> that's because, the same for me. <laughs> yeah, right now, I really enjoy my work. My work is flexible. I think I feel at this point, I don't feel like I work for time. I work for project and I'm building things that I'm excited about. 
So because I have this opportunity, I'm like, and this is something I talk to my husband. It's like, okay, maybe you're going to retire in a year, in two years. But inside me, it's like, oh, but my, my job is so good. Like, why am I going <laughs> to leave it right now? So for my fire, like, I think in two years, I'm planning to stay here at my job. There are a few projects I want to complete and my husband as well. But for our kind of retire, we were considering Portugal because <laughs> we went to Europe and we love Portugal, especially Lisbon. But after we learn about how the expat law works over there, we learn so many things from our rich journey. Amon and Christina talked to them before, but I took their class. And after I learned that, now I think, you know what, maybe I can retire in Puerto Rico. <laughs> my family is in Puerto Rico. Like I have close family in Puerto Rico. It's my island. Puerto mm -hmm. Rico, you're also Puerto Rican. And I feel I can also retire there, the weather component. And most likely, actually, like yesterday, I was talking to my husband, what about if we live like six months one day in Puerto Rico and then six months in California? I yeah. think that will be great. We will see how we can do it. There are a few strategies that we need to implement, for example, maybe house hacking, because it's so expensive here in California and I don't want to waste, one. I, I will not say waste, but I don't want to spend my invest, <laughs> investment mm -hmm. money just in property taxes, things like that. So it's like, I feel for me, my fire journey is I want options. Right now, I love my job, but if in one year, two years, I don't, then I can. I can just go to Puerto I love Rico. That. <laughs> yeah, and I've been reading about this. I think it's called Act 22 mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico, that it's basically a way for to attract high net worth individuals and that you are completely exempt from Puerto Rico income taxes on any passive income, which includes income from investments, which is crazy. And I'm like, okay, now this explains why the gringo are going to the island and establishing residency there because they're getting a huge tax incentive. Yes, this makes sense. Unfortunately, now we changed the name. Now it's called okay. Lay 60. Okay. But that law is great. Like it works if you transfer your business, but it has like small restrictions. For example, for me, they take into account what year I move out of the island. So if you actually live there and you come back, then you have more restriction on top. I don't know all the details, but I have been considering that. Like, mm -hmm. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's all about finding the systems and the loopholes, right? Because all of these things are completely legal and it's just about finding the ways to be able to use them for your own goals. Yeah, that's that's so true. And and that's right. Like in the last year, like, you know, all these Bitcoin millionaires, new Bitcoin mm -hmm. millionaires, new business owners, all of them are moving to the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not an it's, accident or a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, Nora, because a thing that I find a lot of in our communities is this idea that who are we to be investors? Who are we to be pursuing financial independence? So what are your thoughts on that? And like, what do you hope to encourage, especially mujeres, Latinas, that we should also be doing this? Wow, that's a great question, Janice. I hope 
every single, and not only ladies, Latinas, I hope every single like teenager, they start investing as soon as they get their first job. So many people, you know, right now, when you are in your first job, you start contributing to your 401k, but they don't know how to manage. Sometimes you pay a lot of fees. They are, you know, undermanaged and you can make a lot, a lot better with that plan if you know how it works and how to make it work for you. Yeah. So this is why I'm so passionate about teaching uh, this in Spanish, because I feel like investing these days is not a luxury. It's a necessity. It's something that if you want to retire, maybe 65, you know, is the age. But if you want to retire before 65, even at 65, if you don't start investing early, you cannot do it. So I feel like this path of financial independence and investing is something we owe to ourselves. Is something that you need to do if you really care. It's like the same way we care about eating healthy, keeping our mind, mental health, and everything. We need to start caring more about our financial. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, so many of us can look at our own parents or our grandparents and realize like they don't have a safety net. So if we don't do this for ourselves, we can see what that future looks like because it's in front of us right now you still have time to change that future for yourself, but you got to stop being scared. You have to stop questioning whether or not you should be doing this. And you, you have to, you're right. It's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity. If we want to retire with any kind of dignity, and if we want to avoid like working until you die, because that's what's going to happen. Exactly. I feel like Every person that is listening to us right now is like, yeah, how do I invest? How does it work, right? Because sometimes we think like it's for somebody else. For me, like when I was saying uh, my story in the beginning, yes, I was saving, but I'm saving for the future. I don't know what I'm saving for. (laughs) So it's like if you're investing, it's like, yeah, you're investing for yourself. Your money is working hard for you. It's like you're taking care. You don't know what the future is going to hold for you. Our past generation, you know, relies so much in helps like social security or other types of things, or maybe keep working until you are 65 or over. But that's something that we can do better as the next generation. Absolutely. Okay. So what's your best advice for somebody who is ready to start investing or pursuing financial independence, but is like overwhelmed? I don't know what to do. Where should we start? That's really hard when you're overwhelmed that you kind of paralyze. Oh my gosh, so many things, so many things. So I will recommend that just take kind of time just to reflect. Like, why is it that you want to? Like in this podcast, like Janice and in all your episodes, you know, you give so many reasons why we need to do this. But sometimes that's not enough. Like you need to define that for yourself. Like, what is your why? My why is not the same why as my husband. And it's not the same as your why. So use that time right now what you're starting, like just to reflect, just to define it. So 
it's not going to be easy. You know, it's not going to be straight line. Everything is not like bells and whistles. <laughs> so every time you find an obstacle and you find that something is not going as well, you can go back and check on your why. So like defining that, writing it down, I think that's that's something I recommend anyone pursuing fire to do. Absolutely. And then it's a matter of educating yourself, which you can do completely free in English on my podcast or in Espanol on Nora's podcast <laughs> and start doing these things, right? Because it's not enough just for you to learn, but you have to start implementing it. Otherwise, nothing's going to change. Exactly. I totally agree. If you're investing in yourself, yes, invest in yourself with money, but also with knowledge. Education is key. Absolutely. So why did you want to teach investing in Spanish? What is it about that made it called your heart to do it? So I was, these are started early, early in the beginning of the pandemic. I was going to many Zoom meetings. So many meetups about, you know, Chooseify. I'm a fan of Chooseify podcast. So I mean, like all these groups. And we talk so many things, uh, Janice. I'm sure you, you went to some of them, but there were not people that looked like me. And then I was talking about this and I'm like, yeah, we're learning together. I'm sharing my experience. You know what? I want to share this to help people that look like me. You know, I want more females in this meeting. I want more Latinas in these meetings. And not only that, then I started looking. There is no content about this in Spanish. When I started, that's when I started finding more. And this always happened like, oh my gosh, there is nothing. There is nothing. I really need to start this. And then, you know, you start finding your pulse, like very, very few people in your niche. So I knew I, wanna, I wanted to share this message. I, I knew I wanted to share my story. I hope that five, 10 years from now, when I go to these meetups from Shusefi, we see more Latinas that learn from a Jaquero Dinero podcast or that come from Inversionista Gal podcast. But that was kind of the last push I needed because before that I had my mom. My mom have asked me maybe four years, Nora, teach me how to invest. Yo, mom, I'm gonna like, oh my God, it's so hard to explain it to her. I'm gonna make you some videos. So I explain it to you. So I try to find content to send it to her and she doesn't speak English. So I, I didn't find anything in YouTube. She loves YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make you some videos to teach you. And then I, that's why I started the podcast. Six months later now, Janice, I'm telling you, I learned she doesn't like podcasts. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> she well, listened you know. to my podcast in YouTube. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I'm so glad that you decided to do this because I honestly do feel like there is nobody that I can think of that is teaching this in Spanish besides you. And that's why I tell anybody who needs information about finance, investing and personal finance in Espanol, like just go to Nora. She's doing it. She's got a podcast. You have so many different resources for people to learn about this stuff. So can you talk a little bit about the course that you created? 
Yeah, thank you very much, Janice, for your recommendations. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. So my course, I launched what it is, Inversionista Gal Academy. So I have, so I started my podcast as an outlet, a way, you know, to talk about these teach people. But I got so many people asking, like, I want more. Teach me more. How do I do it? And honestly, in a podcast, yes, you can learn, but it's really hard, you know, to learn like visuals and things. So in October last year, 2020, I decided to start what is the academy. I want to do like educational academy. And I had this vision and I said, okay, I need to do my first class. I'm not going to start with everything I, I want to do. Let me start just with one. And I was thinking, okay, in your journey to financial independence, what is something that we need? You know, there are a few pillars that we need and I'm sure you cover them all, but investing is key. You can do everything right, but if you don't invest, it's going to be really hard to reach uh, financial independence. So I found like, okay, investing is so key to reach financial independence. Let me start with a class in investing. So I created this class, Inversiones Fit, Faciles Intencionales Trabajando Para Ti. It's like the, the acronym uh, kind of word. And it's an eight weeks program. I teach you like from zero, like you know nothing about investing until like you create your portfolio. It was super challenging because, you know, we're all different. We have different priorities. We come from different experiences. Um, we have different goals. So this is 100% educational class. I say like, this is how it works. This is like a risky person can do it. This is how a conservative person can do it. And then there's everything in between, whatever you fall. I love it. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. And like I mentioned, like it's so needed. So I really just want to say thank you on behalf of like my community and the just the Latino community in general. Like it is so valuable that you are a leader in this space. And so, you know, for people who want to find out more about you, what is your podcast? Where can we find you on social media? Tell us everything. Thank you so much, Denise. This means a lot to me. And I had a lot, a lot of inspiration for you to start this and also from Delian that you guys work together. Yeah. So you guys have Thank been you. also supporting me. I'm, I really, really appreciate you guys. Yes. So you can find my podcast in all the platforms, including YouTube and Audible <laughs> as Inversionista Gal. Inversionista means investor in Spanish. And then go is like Chica. So it was kind of my uh, brainstorming for my uh, name. <laughs> so it's Inversionista Gal podcast. You can also find my website, inversionistagal.com. And also in Instagram, inversionista underscore go. I love it. Nora, thank you so much for this amazing conversation and wishing you so much success and luck in your fire journey. I can't wait to celebrate when you officially become fire. We have to throw a big party with everybody because it's amazing. I love seeing voices like yours that are talking about this. It's so important. Thank you. Thanks. 
Thank you, thank you, Janice. I hope to celebrate yours, mine, and everyone in your audience, in your community, you know. If you ever need support, like a cheerleader, like just write it in your story and tag me, maybe tag Janice too. It's like, yeah, I listened about this. I decided to start my fire journey. I wrote down my why. I'm on the way and I will celebrate with everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Your life can start changing today and it all starts with you just saying i'm gonna do it so here is to doing something different to have a life that is completely amazing and extraordinary awesome thank you very much for your time thank you my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments then tap to pay on iphone and stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to yoquierodineropodcast.com slash start. That's yoquierodineropodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa.